Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 7, 1 through 17 is where we're at in a message titled, Too Complicated. Verse 14, it says, Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still, and he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. Now, of course, everything Jesus is doing in this chapter is completely unclean. You don't go to a Gentile's house. You don't touch a coffin. You touch a coffin, you're unclean. You can't touch a dead person. You're unclean. You can't walk over a grave. You're unclean. And so these are things that Jesus is doing that are kind of considered. You don't go up to a coffin. And touch it. Of course, there's people who are carrying the coffin and the family who would touch that coffin, but they would be unclean until evening from doing that. And so if you weren't part of the funeral or part of the party, you wouldn't do that, right? And yet Jesus goes right up, touches the coffin, and he says, young man, he touched the open coffin, and, and, and it was really just a buyer, a, a bed that the guy was on. In Israel, they buried them the same day that they died. So you die they wrap you, they anoint you with oils and whatever. They'd wrap you in these burial cloths, and then they'd put you on a board or a plank, and they'd take you to the sarcophagus. The sarcophagus is, you know, kind of like Jesus's tomb. You know, you, the stone rolls back, and they put you on a stone platform and just lay you there. And a sarcophagus was for the purpose of, the word sarcophagus means flesh eater. And so you'd lay there and they just close it up and let nature happen for a couple of years and the bugs would come in and the, you know, everything would happen and they come in two years later and you'd just be a pile of bones and they'd just take your bones and scrape them off into a box and then they'd write your name on the box and they'd put it somewhere or, or, or bury it or whatever. And that was the, that's the way they dealt with people in those days. And they could reuse it that way. You know, you're, you're not just, you know, (laughs) it's a rotating door there. But Jesus touches this coffin, and they stop, and he speaks to the young man, and he tells him to arise. This can be hard, too. I remember one time I was at a funeral of, of a young man, very a little boy, actually, had been killed in a car accident. And as I'm doing the memorial service, a gal came up from the crowd, and she says, I feel like the Lord's telling me we need to open up the casket so I can pray for him. I feel like the Lord's going to raise him from the dead. And, you know, as a pastor, you're, that's a really awkward position to be put into. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I mean, certainly I don't want to not see him raised from the dead, right? But then also, this is a very insensitive thing for a mom who just lost her son. Praise the Lord, and I don't know how, but God intervened. And the mom of the child, she said, Thank you so much for wanting to do that. But my husband and I stood in the in the mortuary with his body and we prayed that if God wanted him to raise that he would raise and he didn't and so I don't think that the Lord wants to do that right now I think the Lord wants him to be with him and I was like you know I was like but it is a complex situation for us 
We've heard of stories where this happened, you know, I mean, I, I told a couple already, but I, you know, Agnes Bucknan, if you've ever seen Faith Like Potatoes, he had a servant lady that worked for him on his farm there in South Africa, and she was struck with lightning and she was laying there dead and all the people came and it was, it was quite a ways. They came to the house, they got him, they said she died, you know, she's laying there dead. I can't remember what her name was, but he came out and he found her laying there dead. And, you know, he's a brand new Christian, but he had great faith. Like he really believed God could do anything. And so he just like grabbed her by the, by the shirt, like right here. And he like picked her up and he shook her and he said, in the name of Jesus. And she just came alive, you know, and that was, again, that kind of turned him into a, a popular evangelist. I mean, the news got out. This guy rose the woman from the dead and God started to use him pretty mightily to preach the gospel there in South Africa. And, and so I, I think that there's times when, when God wants to do that. But, you know, what's interesting is when his son was run over by a tractor, when he was his nephew, I think he was driving, his nephew was run over by the tractor. The Lord didn't tell him to raise him from the dead. And I think oftentimes when we think about that, we're, we're like, you know, why, doesn't, why does God raise some people and not other people? That's hard for us. Why does God heal some people and not other people? You know, Jesus had compassion on this widow, but notice he didn't have compassion on the young man. It doesn't say Jesus had compassion on the dead man. He didn't. Why? Because he was in paradise. <laughs> and so Jesus said, young man, arise. And, and later it says here, so he who was dead sat up and began to speak, and he presented him to his mother. What did he say? Oh, no, I'm back here. <laughs> <laughs> because he didn't want to be back there. And I think that that's something that we forget about. To be present with Christ, Paul would say, is far better, but it's more needful for me to be here with you. And in this case, it was more needful for this young man to be with his mom so he could do his job, take care of his mom in her old age. If he died, then she wouldn't have anybody to take care of her. So Jesus had compassion on her and brought him back from paradise. And he's going to have to go another round and he's going to have to die again and just all over again. Because you know what? You get raised from the dead, you still die. So, you know, hopefully it'll be nice and peaceful, natural causes. I don't even know what that means. You know, is it natural for people to die in the first place? Not really. He got really old until he just stopped moving and then he fell down dead. I don't know. But the reality is, is everybody dies. And so it doesn't matter if you're raised from the dead. It doesn't matter if you're healed. It's just tent repair, right? Second Corinthians chapter 5 tells us that w these bodies we're in now, they disappoint us. Anybody say amen to that? They disappoint us. These bodies now, they're going to be changed into an incorruptible body that's prepared by God in heaven that will never die. And we're looking forward to that. And so if Jesus heals us here, it's for a testimony to his power, but it doesn't really benefit us as much as we think it does. The things that we go through here, this light affliction, which is but for a moment, is what Paul called it, is going to give way to an exceeding greater vision of glory, an experience of glory that we're going to have with Jesus. And so Jesus has compassion on the woman. Verse 16, it says, Then fear came upon all and they glorify God saying a great prophet has risen among us and God has visited his people. I think this is interesting. This is a phobia. The word fears, phobia, where we get our word phobia anyway, came upon all the people. And the idea is a great terror. And that could happen. You know, I, I love those just for last videos. I don't know if you ever watched those, but you know, sometimes there, I saw them on the internet, but you know, there's like this one where they, this hearse breaks down. So there's a flat tire or whatever. And so the guy pulls the casket out so he could jack up the car and everything. And then, 
and it's all, I think they're, it's all in French, so they just, they only use pantomime, but he's like, I need to, you know, I need to go over and make a phone call, you know, over there, and, and will you watch this? And, and the people are like, oh, okay, you know, and so they're standing there watching the coffin, and the gag is, is that all of a sudden the door opens on the coffin and a guy sits up. Now, what's crazy is that nobody's like, are you okay? Oh my gosh, are you okay? You're alive. No, everybody runs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like everybody freaks out. It's like, oh my gosh, he's alive. Ah! You know, I don't want, we don't want anything to do with that. If somebody's dead, let him be dead. It's weird, but that's the way we think. But that's not what they were afraid of. Notice it says a great terror because God is among us. A great prophet has arisen. I think this is how it hits you when you see God's power and you're not ready for it. You're not ready spiritually for it. Your, your life is not right before God. And now you see God do something miraculous. And the implications of the fact that God is real and his power is working and you've seen it with your own eyes brings about the reality of judgment. Brings about the reality. It is what Peter experienced when Jesus says, cast the net on the other side. And he cast it and a great load of fish came in and Peter saw it as a miracle and he fell down before Jesus onto his knees. And he said, depart from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. In other words, I'm not worthy for you to be in my presence. I had no idea that you are the great power of God. And that's exactly what these guys are thinking. This guy, God is among us, a great prophet, has arisen amongst us. Proverbs tells us in Proverbs 9.10 that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One understanding. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew 10.28, Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. We have to fear God. When we don't have a fear of God in us, then we do things that, that are not right, you know, that, that are, you know, and I, I remember a pastor recently was kind of telling us a story of some things that were going down. And, and he's like, I just look at these people and I think, do they not fear God? The things that they're doing, do they not fear God? And we have to realize that the fear of God should make us live differently. We need to have in our life a fear of God, much like a fear, a child has a fear of their parents. You know, I see this in Anea. You know, she's three years old now, and she loves me. In fact, Friday morning, I was making biscuits for the kids, and it's kind of a deal when dad makes biscuits. I make these biscuits, they're amazing. I make these biscuits, so I do say so myself. But they make these biscuits, and the kids are just like, Dad, will you make your biscuits? And my daughter, Nay, she's, she's standing there, and, you know, she's eating some dough, and she's smelling the biscuits, and she's like, Daddy, you're amazing. And I was like, love it. She's just so awesome. But you know, if I say a crossword to her, if I say her name in a tone, Anea, it devastates her. Oh my goodness. But that's how we need to be before the Lord. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991. Or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening. And remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho. Till the very moment.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.